What is up, aka Patters? Welcome, welcome back. It's day 30 of the 31 days of dread. We are at the final countdown. Okay, that is bad. I do not have a singing voice, but we're at the final countdown. And hey, I'm Peter A. DeLuca, aka Pad. Thank you for joining me. The 31 days of dread is my, me to you, annual podcast event where we do one horror movie a day for the entire month of October. Say it with me entire month of october the entire month is nothing but horror movies uh you know before when i first did this i would uh like a movie would come out and i and i would put the movie in like the middle of the 31 days of dread like something new something different and you know like it created chaos and numbering and keeping track of things so going into this year you know i perfected what i'm doing and it's we don't waver if something comes out it's got to be within the 31 days of dread or it waits it gets put next next month into november but hey 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 we're talking mary shelley's frankenstein okay this is it's a great movie directed by kenneth brana if you don't know who he is i'll tell you all about him and this is a uh this is somewhat of a like a 90s thread that goes right into it it's it's almost it comes from uh the 80s monster squad and it goes into the 90s van helsing movie starring hugh jackman and let me i'll explain all that to you you already hear everything all the music all the intro stuff i'm i'm babbling here let's get through the intro and get back yeah so this is a thread okay this thread started a year ago okay let let me go through so I got deep into Steven Somers, Somers last year. Like, I, I, a true deep dive. We did all of Steven Somers' movies. Steven Somers directed uh, G.I. Joe, The Mummy, Deep Rising, Odd Thomas. We pretty much completed his whole film set. I mean, maybe outside of one or two movies. But we did a deep dive with him. And so last year with The Monster Squad and Van Helsing, it was somewhat of this like idea that uh you know like everything from the 40s everything from the black and white universal monster movies it, it didn't go away it just kind of like uh transferred you know like all the energy in the universe doesn't disappear it transfers so you know i get into like i watch the old invisible man blown away the old mummy the old wolfman get blown away and then I start realizing a little bit of, of this thread. Like like in the 90s, we arguably had the best versions of all of the universal horror adaptations and creations. Okay? Bram Stoker's Dracula, directed by Francis Ford Coppola, is the best and the most perfect Dracula will ever have from the book to the screen. It is the personification of that book. Uh, just even in idea and tone, weirdness, okay? And then we have this Invisible Man movie called The Hollow Man, directed by Paul Verhoeven, the guy behind Robocop, the guy behind Total Recall, the guy behind Starship Troopers. Now, uh, Hollow Man, you know, Hollow Man got a couple spinoffs. Let me, let me just look up the, the date for Hollow, Okay. The Hollow Man is a 2000 movie. So it comes in <laughs> a little bit over the bar. Not exactly, okay? Let's let's get back into it. Okay? And then we're dealing with Robert England. 
Freddy Krueger. He is in this incredible version of Phantom of the Opera. And last year, it's like I've ran out of time. You know, like I couldn't do, uh, I couldn't do everything. And I always say, like uh, this year, I want to do Dracula Rising, and I want to do I Frankenstein, and I'm already thinking about how I can do them in November or December. This usually never happens with the 31 Days of Dread. I always have a an excess, uh, just in ideas and movies I watched, and I and I, I can't put them in. I just don't have the time. So. Wrapping up this year, I wanted to continue that thread, and I wanted to do a compliment piece to Robert England's Phantom, Phantom of the Opera, The Hollow Man, which we have yet to discuss here on, on any of my Audio Audacity podcasts, but Bram Stoker's Dracula, Hollow Man, The Mummy, and then it's going to be Mary Shelley's Frankenstein and Wolf. And this is bookended by Monster Squad and Van Helsing. Because Van Helsing pretty much is a monster mash movie. Everyone shows up for that movie. Now, part of the original Universal block is The Creature from the Black Lagoon. Uh, I can't find like a modern day iteration of, of that that isn't produced by Roger Corman. So, we're talking Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. And I said this. I said this before. So a lot of a, a lot of modern critics, YouTubers, when they when they re-explore this movie, they have a lot trash. They, they it's a lot of trash talking on this movie. Um, dare I say it? I think they're crazy. This is the most accurate and the most perfect from print to screen version of this you can ever imagine. The parables, the horror, the uh, irony. Of this story is Shakespearean and it is directed by Kenneth Branagh. It's also with a screenplay by Frank Darabout, who is a master. He's the guy that brought us Walking Dead, okay? Shawshank, Shawshank Redemption, The Mist. This dude, uh, the majestic Jim Carrey, this dude is legit. <sighs> this movie's bashed. Kenneth Branagh is decorated AF. Okay, Kenneth Branagh brought us two of the best Shakespearean adaptations to screen. Henry V in 1989 and the glorious Hamlet 1996. It's amazing that Hamlet, uh, look, the 90s were very competitive for the Academy Awards. 96 competitive year. It's amazing though. Um, Hamlet just didn't get more like nomination wise. Look, and this is a guy that brings us Thor, the the live action Cinderella, uh, recently Murder on the Orient Express. He's been directing movies since 1988, so he he's got a lot to his name. He is a Shakespearean uh, Shakespearean actor. He's also an actor. He's legit. He's one of my guys. So, getting back to this movie, produced by Francis Ford Coppola, music by Patrick Doyle, incredible music. The, the music for this movie, too, again, as all horror movies should have, uh, this adds to every single scene. We have one of the best creature designs ever. And you're like, uh, like Pete, what are you talking about? Uh, Frankenstein is played by Robert De Niro. Okay, you know it's Robert De Niro. The makeup is so subtle. You can see him, but it's not him. This is good makeup. This is incredible makeup. Uh, we have one of Robert De Niro's best performances. 
uh, for him to be this broken of a man, uh, to be this, uh, it's it's almost like he has like a rise and fall. Uh, it begs you for this movie to be longer. You want so much more from him that you just want to see it. This movie's epic. Okay, we're we're going from the Arctic. We're going back to Switzerland. We're 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 dealing with the plague. Okay, there's a scene in this movie where Robert De Niro, Frankenstein's monster, is uh, like, oh, he's waking up. He's becoming aware of the world, and he's walking through just streets of dead people. And he he sits down on this this flight of stairs, and there's nothing but rotting bodies around him. The plague is a wonderful backdrop to the beginning of this movie. This movie follows the triple narrative of the book between Frankenstein's monster, Victor von Frankenstein, and the uh, the cruise ship captain, so to speak. You know, Coconut Pete. <laughs> and it goes through this, okay? The the way how the the monster dissects and breaks and goes through the livelihood of his creator and the reasons and the guilt that he has for it and the confusion it's epic it's epic um again like this movie blows me away every time i see it i see it every few years i've maybe seen this like four or five times i I remember seeing this in the theater when it came out with with my buddy rob we went to chi chi's before we saw this movie uh we got dropped off at the mall and i remember uh, just um, thinking the the eels, you know, there's a, there's eels that that do the electricity. That's how they solve the electricity in this movie, because it makes sense. You know, you can you can you can uh, you can uh, get the eels ready for electricity. You don't have to wait for a thunderstorm like in the Universal movie. And I thought that was the stupidest thing until like the book, and then you're like, oh, okay, <laughs> it's accurate. Sorry, you know, eels, electric eels is, is what bring the monster to life. There is a exaggerated type of storytelling with this movie, and it's also compact, meaning the um, the speed of it at sometimes, you know, especially within the third act, when we get Frankenstein's monster, monster's bride, okay, Helen Bottom Carter. She gets turned into... Frankenstein's bride, as you know, as he wanted in the book. Like I said, look, not everything is a hundred percent in this movie. Not not every um, adaptation is perfect. You know, you do make concessions and you do add things and you do subtract. But you know, you kind of go on average and you go by almost like mood and feeling. Uh, this same standard, when it's applied to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you know, we get a uh, we get thumbs up and people lose their minds and they cry, <laughs> they, they cry about these movies and over these movies. Not knocking that, uh, you should. Let's all get emotional over movies. But we get these like tender scenes and these horrific scenes and these uh, confusing scenes, and you know, we almost feel happy uh, at the end. When, when Victor von Frankenstein, Kenneth Branagh, passes when he dies. And, and, and we feel good when the creature dies too. Or like as we believe the creature dies. And because they have some of a tortured life. And you want them both to pass. You want them both to go. See, that's one of the points of the Frankenstein 
uh, parable. That that's one of the 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 many dimensions of the humanity within that story, which is why it constantly gets carried on. You know, like there's endless ideas of what to do with Frankenstein. You know, like what to add to it, what to subtract. Okay, and mostly it's because it's 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 a lean, mean novella. It's a lean, mean book. Okay, everyone. You have to see this movie. I, I, I can keep going on and on. I'm not going to... Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to tell you about this movie. You know, like about the plot. Because we all know Frankenstein. We all know the plot of Frankenstein. What I can say, though, is if you want a double feature, this and Brain Soaker's Dracula, perfect. If you want another double feature, Hollow Man, Robert England's Phantom of the Opera, perfect double feature. Wolf, <laughs> Wolf, Wolf just needs to be by itself because you know what? Wolf and Basic Instinct. Oh, oh my God! Yes, I'll explain. You know what? Let's let's save that for day thirty-one. Let's save that for Halloween day today because we're doing the you know anyway. <laughs> we're a little bit behind. We're doing a major dump of all the episodes. So until day thirty-one of the thirty-one days of dread, everybody. Peter A. DeLuca, I'm signing out. Thank you so much for joining me. I love you, and do me a favor. Go out there and create something. And let's talk Wolf. Let's talk Jack Nicholson. It is coming up. Get ready. <laughs>